Welcome to the Convos with the CHO podcast. Hello, this is Edwin Egdebury, and I am the Chief Happiness Officer of the I Am Happy Project and the Happy Neighborhood Project. I hope you guys are psyched as much as I am. One of the beautiful things about the new year, it gives you a blank canvas to paint exactly what you want for the brand new year. So it is exciting. Well, folks, I am also very excited to welcome our guest, and we're going to talk about a subject this morning, folks, that takes about a third or more of our waking hours of the day, okay, and and our career, folks, it it, it gives us a lot of joy when we are in the right career, and and it makes us happy, and if we are not, it's a whole different story. So this, our special guest today is Leonard Lang. Now, about 20 years ago, Mr. Lang reached an emotional dead end in his career. He wasn't using all the full range of talents that he wanted to use. Yes, he was making money, but he wasn't happy about his work. Now, if that sounds familiar, then you are in for a treat. Mr. Lang, welcome to the call. Hi, Edwin. Happy Monday to you. Happy first Monday of the year. This is really exciting, as you're saying. It's always great to get launched again after the holidays. Thank you yeah. very much. Yes, it is. And, and, and I think the, the topic is really timing because whether you are at a job right now or you are looking for a job, I think this will be refreshing to you. We are not saying this for you to quit your job by, um, by long shot, no. Yeah. We just want to give you more meaning for what you're doing, and I'm very excited to kick off the year. So let, let me start with this. What approach? do you find people take when they end up with a career that leads them to be unhappy? (laughs) Right, yeah, and I hear a lot of that. That's the people coming to me. So I think one of the main things that people do, which is what I did, as you were referring to in your introduction, which is to figure out what skills do I have that people will pay me for? Or how can I fit my skills into the job slots I see in job postings? So they're trying to fit themselves into what's out there. And while if you can do that and be happy, that's fine. But often we don't necessarily fit in that, and that will limit our thinking way too much. And that is, as you were referring to, what what I did. So I did have a perfectly fine job. In fact, I had my own business, so I had a lot of freedom and and had great clients. Everything was fine in that way. But it wasn't for me uh, the, the right field, the right thing that let me feel this was really meaningful to me, this was really using the talents I wanted to use, or my passions, or, or um, fit in with, with my highest values, if you will, not that it contradicted my values, but that it was that kind of a thing. So that's how people start. They start with, what do I have as my skills? How am I going to fit in here? And that is not a creative approach to careers and jobs. And I'm all about helping people connect with themselves and then create their own careers, and if necessary, their own jobs, or if they're already on a job that has potential, then recreate and reshape that in the direction you want. That is awesome. So, folks, today we are talking about career and happiness. Folks, we spend a lot of time at work, 
we also, it would make sense for us to enjoy what we are doing. And I think it's not only good for the company, it's absolutely great for us and for our family if we come back home and we've had a really wonderful day of contributing. And, and so that is, that is what we're talking about, folks, is career and happiness. Now, Leonard, what process do you use with your clients to help them really find that kind of career or that work that really fits them? Yeah, exactly. So what I, the first thing I do is get people to put aside for the moment a lot of the practical, apparently practical things that are really just worrying them. Like, gee, if I switch careers, if I pick something I really want to do, I'm not going to make enough money. It's not that the money question isn't important. It's that it gets in the way um, if you start there. Um, or if you, if you say, well, I'm not confident I can make a switch or I might need more education. These are all later down the road things to look at after you have a career vision. So we start back with what you really want to do. Let me back up a second, too. Uh, I had a client, this is a perfect example of this kind of wrong direction that I had to overcome for her, help her overcome. Um, she came in and she said not happy with the work she was doing, but um, she had some ideas. And so she started listing them for me and sounded somewhat interested in them. And then her voice dropped down and she was like mumbling like that and said she what really what, what she really wanted to do was be a chef. And then she said, but since that's not possible, then she started going on again. And I said, wait, but back up. What's this not possible about? Why not? You know? And I won't get into all the details, but she was talking about the two paths to becoming a chef, and they took a lot of time and a, and a lot of money. I said, but you need to first know what you really want to do and see how you can be creative about that before you just reject it from, from, from the sense of not yet having the skills in her case and not having uh, the resources to do that. To make a long story short on that, she was then able to, uh, we worked together, and so what it is she wanted to do uh, that made her want to be a chef. So not just get stuck on the label, chef, I can't do that, but like what it was exciting. And what was exciting to her was creating new recipes, having people share them and, and, and share the results of them, and have social time together eating, eating wonderful food. And so she realized that she did not have to do all the things she thought she had to do with culinary school and education or working her way up as a line chef starting out with if she started her own catering business. And then she thought, well, but no, I have another big block. I don't know how to do businesses and all. But then we talked about her getting a partner. Somebody else would be excited to be in that business and would love to have somebody else who had the, the chef experience or the cooking experience. And uh, I was actually shocked how, how well things went. So the very next session, the very next week, she came back with a partner. And so she was able to start our catering business, which you wouldn't have even looked at if she looked at, well, what skill sets do I have? How much, you know, experience do I have? Who's going to believe me? All of these questions. So we have to start with what we want. Um, so that, that's the context. The first question we need to answer then is the who am I question. So the who am I question consists of a number of parts. Who am I is about what are my passions? What do I love to do? Um, then what are my values? If we don't have our values in place, then we're really, uh, we're really off-centered from who we are. We do look at the skills, but again, what skills do we have that we like using or want to develop or new skills we want to be challenged by and learn? And then the last piece is, of that question is how do we like to work? Do we like to be the leader of the team, or is that the thing we just never really like doing? Not that we're afraid of it, we just don't enjoy it. Or 
uh, like to be by myself a lot of the time, or uh, and I have to be moving around a lot and traveling and meeting new people all the time. What is the way you like to work, regardless of what it is you're doing? When we put those things together, we start seeing some really clear themes emerging, and then we can move on to the second question, uh, which is, uh, what, what is, why am I doing this? What is my purpose? And here we get into the question of a sense of purpose and of meaning, and uh, I work with clients around developing what I call a life work statement, or it's a personal mission statement. This is not a statement put on the front of the door for other people necessarily, it can be, but it's a statement that guides you, and it's a statement that says, I do whatever you do for who you're doing it, um, so that what? What's the impact you're having? Because that's what gives us a sense of purpose, knowing how we're contributing. You mentioned that earlier about contribution to others. How we're contributing to other people, whether it's in the place we're working with, the clients, the customers, how we're contributing uh, uh, to, to a larger world. That's what gives people, that sustains people and lets people really stay in jobs even if they're challenging. Um, third question. What does it look like when I'm doing that purpose based on the who am I answers? So to so have a day-to-day -day picture of this is what my job looks like when I'm doing it. So if I want to be a, a teacher, well, what does that actually look like? Are you working in a Montessori school? Are you working in a rural area? What is the first thing you do during the day? Do you have a lesson plan? Are you doing it with other people? Is the classroom big? What kind of students are there? To get really detailed about it and get a picture in your mind, because when you have a picture in your mind, then you have a career vision. To me, a career vision is not an abstract statement. It's this very clear sense of this is what I'm doing all day when I have that work that is meaningful to me and it's based on who I am. At that point, we could finally go to the last question and bring back all those other um, uh, so-called practical questions, such as uh, do I need more training and such. And that's within the question, uh, how, how do I achieve that vision that I have in question C? How do I succeed? So that's the basic framework we work with. And then uh, I don't just ask those questions. I give people fun, creative exercises to do to, to explore them and to explore themselves. That is awesome. Folks, we are talking about career and happiness. Okay. And, and, and just listening to you, Leonard, I know sometimes people put the horse before the cat. You know, we always focus yeah. on how much am I going to make and have not even taken the time to really analyze themselves the way you have just done. So, so it's very obvious why people get stuck and why people end up not being happy because we all know, sure, everybody wants to make money. I mean, we live in a capitalist society. We need money to make things happen. But it cannot always be the first thing you consider. You have to consider yourself first, you know, and then and then you you can make money. That that is awesome, you know. For time's sake, I I, I want to ask one question, and if you can just kind of share very briefly, and then I want you to really leave people with a takeaway, you know. Or, or, although just this whole process is already a takeaway, you know. But but what about somebody that's in a career, and they are experiencing some very tough time? They are being stressed out. You know, what are some of the things that you would recommend or suggest? Well, there's a number of things. Just because uh, we're talking here about uh, shifting careers and looking at this, this kind of ideal career doesn't mean that you can't reshape the job that you're in. So first of all, if you're stressed out, you need to look at what stories you're telling yourself because other people can't stress you out. The situation may be one you want to shift out of, you may want to uh, change your work. And I've had quite a number of clients who thought they needed to leave the job they were in, but then they found out that they, they figured out what they wanted to do. And 
told their bosses about it and had a plan for how to uh, evolve into this other thing and why it was advantageous to the company or organization and did that. But in terms of stress, the thing is to notice what it is you're telling yourself all the time because most of us get into these stories, right? And we're telling ourselves, like, oh, everybody here, you know, hates me or everybody here is, is nobody here listens to me and, and that's why I'm unhappy or they're not respecting me. And instead of getting stuck in that story, first notice that it's a story. It's just a thought. It doesn't have to guide your actions. It's something that hopefully is useful. In this case, it's not useful. It's a tool. So once you notice that story, all of a sudden it doesn't have that power of it. If you recognize it's just your description of how things are, that starts giving you the freedom to act differently. And so like, okay, well, what would be a good action here to change that and to make it so people do, uh, and force people to respect you, but, but what is it that, that's happening and what else can I do? How else can I contribute to change that? But the first step is to, is to think about these stories that are stressing you out and that are creating these, these unhappy feelings. And it's also notice those feelings and to realize they don't have to rule you. You can just, just by noticing them, that gives you space and freedom around that so that you could feel better and act differently and notice that you have this kind of breathing space and are not trapped by that story. Does that make sense? Oh. Absolutely. And, and, and I'll tell you this, though. I get excited with that part because changing your story is not only just about your career, folks. I think that can apply to a whole lot of stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's your personal relationship or, your, your, you know, just about anything because we have this story in our head that are just limiting us. And if we change the story, that, that, or even first of all, understand the story, I think that will go a long way. We got about a minute or less, so if you can just give us some takeaway, one or two things that people can apply right this week to really enhance their career. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, one thing is to, is to notice the story that you're telling yourself, which is basically what I talk about is having people look at their uh, trigger stories, like what hap- what's the first thought you have in your head when things start going south for you, when you go like, oh, there it is again, whatever, whatever, nobody listens to me. Notice that first thought because that's the trigger thought around which the whole story starts evolving and then your feelings go downhill on that. So if you can notice that, all you need to do is notice it and you've seen through it, it no longer has the same power over you. You notice it a number of times that doesn't. In terms of these four steps, uh, I would suggest people start with the first question, is the who am I? And a great way to start looking at what really moves you is to think about what has moved you in the past. I call these touchstone experiences. It could be work or not work. You know, the time, um, uh, you know, my family and I, we all, you know, uh, uh, did this remodeling on our house together. It was really hard and we yelled at each other, but then it was such a great time getting so involved and using my hands. Then we start seeing some themes from a number of those touchstone experiences, like using your hands, working on a awesome. team. That so think about what your touchstones are and move from there. All right. Folks, uh, we've been talking with uh, Leonard Lang. Leonard Lang is a certified uh, coach and specializes in Korea. And just from just the tip of the iceberg of what you just hear from him, uh, you want a little bit more, go to our website. He's one of our feature coaches. Go to IamHappyProject.org and check for Leonard Lang. And if you have not downloaded our app yet, please do so. Happy Button app. Just go to happybuttonapp.com, download it, and you will see Leonard in there. And Leonard, I want to say thank you so very much for, for, for helping us out and your, your, your wisdom for this money. Thank you, Edwin. This is really great. It's always fun talking with you. It's nice to reconnect. 
Okay, episode is over. Every good thing has to come to an end. Please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcast. It will mean a whole lot to me. Till next time.